This hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is podcast, a comedy podcast for creators of any variety. I'm your host, Justina Sparling. Let's do this. Um, yeah, that's right. I'm your host. Um, you know me as girlfriend of the show, as girlfriend of host of the show, Jason Farr. Um, Justina Sparling, folks, that's me. <laughs> and I'm hosting today's episode, and it is a very special episode Primarily because I'm hosting it. <laughs> Secondarily because it is the hundredth episode of the There It Is podcast. And for those of you who have been with us and with Jason since the very beginning, we've done it. One hundred episodes, and I think it's incredible. I'm so proud of Jason. And since I'm proud of him, and since it's such a big deal, I wanted to interview him for this podcast. So my guest today is Jason Farr. Welcome to the podcast, Jason Farr. Well, thank you for having me, number one. Of course. And thank you for the nice things that you said mm-hmm. at the beginning. Well, you wrote them for me, so I read them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I, I have specific interview questions that I wrote and that I'm going to ask you, but um, mm-hmm. just first of all, how do you feel about having produced 100 episodes, having gone this long with the podcast? What, what's a feel? What's what's the feeling like? I feel like, and I was saying this in the two year that I would like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was know, ju- that just happened also, right? Yeah. That I didn't know, like I couldn't believe that we were already two years in, and I don't feel like it's completely sunk in that I had Sharna on, that I had right. Sharna Halpern on the podcast, and that happened during year one. So I don't know that this will fully process immediately. I think I think it'll be sometime in the future when I. We'll be looking back, and I, I can say, "Wow, I've done a hundred of these. That's cool." It is, and I cool. think that's cool now. But it's just like, you know, getting it done is so on the mind. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It's hard to really have a strong feeling about it otherwise. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. But it's nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, please stop. I'm gonna start my questions. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um. Alrighty. So here we go. Um, I'm just reading my notes. I'm sorry, I don't have all these questions memorized, but I wrote these oh. over the past couple days. Uh, a lot for, of homework before, you did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> before we get too into questions, I know in your first episode you recognized everyone who made the podcast possible, mm-hmm. uh, and I was wondering if maybe we could do that again. If you can think of a list of names that start with Justina and end with Sparling that made the podcast possible. <laughs> no, because a lot of people contributed in different ways, creative ways, yeah. like support ways, like just mm-hmm. reason you can do it, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and all these ways. So really quickly, can we just go over that? Well, um, yeah, so Neil Brooks did the music, mm-hmm. uh, the intro and the outro music. Uh, he did the outro music when he was a guest. Right. And just decided to play it. Uh, yeah, I that, thought was, that cool. was really, really cool. Yeah. I think it sounds great. So big thanks to him. And he just offered that as uh, you know, a way to help and support. And um, uh, uh, who else? Uh, Jeff Prater did the did the, the logo. logo. Yeah, the creative. Yeah, and of course you. 
uh, didn't, didn't so much. Can you go into specifically how I made this possible and why there it is owes all that it is <laughs> to me? Telling me that I could do it and telling me that it was a good idea mm-hmm. and that it would be great. Right. I think was that sort of moral support was helpful. Totally. Um, and the rapper on the intro yes. is also you. Right. Under a pseudonym. <laughs> so a lot of people do right. that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that was Vado. Um, I hired him, but yeah. still thanks. But still appreciate everything right. he did, of course. Absolutely. Um, and then there were a ton of people who donated uh, yes, and said absolutely. it was a good idea. And um, like like Harrison Brookie on behalf of Alchemy Comedy yeah, did. I don't think we can thank those people enough. Just, you know, I yeah. think um, this is also a long list, so I don't even know. Right. All, you know, right, <laughs> like, right, right. And I, I think course. that um, raising money is a hard thing to do. And I see friends of mine do it, and strangers of mine do it. Mm-hmm. And I know it takes courage to ask for money. Um, but I, well, in the way that I mean, you know, anybody can ask for money, but in, mm-hmm. for, ask for money if that's something you believe in and you're putting yourself out there. It's you know, hard. To produce something. Yeah. Also, like, I think um, it's a matter of pride, you know, for some people. Mm-hmm. I know some people who won't do that. And, you know, to each his own, obviously. Right. But um, I think the community, your community, came together for you in a big way. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of comedy people back home yeah. who, who donated. And mm-hmm. um, and it's and honestly, like, as much as I asked, there are people who do podcasts or other creative things who ask way more often. And also, like I did, yeah. like a one-time push to get the equipment. But... Um, other than that, it was just sort of mentioning it offhand, but I didn't do a campaign for it. I did I did one campaign. Yeah. Whereas other people do several campaigns over the course of the entire time that they're doing right. it. Right. Especially at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it is really hard. Yeah. Because there are people who don't do as much as I did, and there are a bunch of people who did way more than I did. Totally, yeah. Um, but to all those people who donated, um, you are remembered and you are appreciated. Yeah, a thank lot. you so much. Um, because here we are with all this fancy equipment, and also it's like it's really cool to use it now. I've never <laughs> used the mic and had my headphones in like this. It sounds really cool. <laughs> anyway, okay, so um, I remember back when the podcast first started that you were nervous and worried about booking guests, and I remember mm-hmm. like you didn't want to start showing episodes until you had like. I don't remember how much it was, but like six episodes, how many it was, but maybe six episodes or something mm-hmm. like in the in the books, like ready to go. Yeah. And um, and now I see like sometimes you just book a guest sometimes like the day before or a couple days before, like it, not not so far out, and you it right, seems right. like you're Within less a week, yeah. right. Yeah, you're more calm and less worried about it. Um, I'm and, hiding it well. Oh, <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I I just I just know because I live with you that that sometimes you don't have a guest for the next week, and it always works out in some way or another. You know, right? Yeah, and sometimes it's just like, oh, you know what? Like, I just need a break this week I've been going pretty strong yeah yeah it's it's um that is the sort of challenge because I've it's like (laughs) part of the reason the challenge exists though is because I've had most everyone who I would have dreamed of being on or wanted to ask you know like there are people that were famous that I wanted to ask and I got them on and then there are people that I that I know who are doing legit work and some of them are famous and I felt pretty confident that I could get them and I got them. So there are not that many people that I'm aware of who are accessible that I could ask at this point. And so it 
so that's become the challenge. Yeah. Like if I if if this podcast was in the top thirty in iTunes, then yeah. it would be way easier. Yeah. Totally. Or if I had, if I could ask someone uh, and and say like, well, I have a hundred thousand followers on Twitter mm-hmm. and blah blah blah, then that would make it a lot easier too. Right. So, um, you know, tell a hundred thousand of your friends to follow the podcast. <laughs> we really appreciate it, guys. ITunes. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> yeah, but all that to to get to a question, you know, mm-hmm. some background about booking guests. But can you just tell the listeners how you go about booking guests? You know, the different ways mm-hmm. that you do that. Well, I mean, obviously, if it's a friend, then I just ask them. But right. if it's somebody well-known, then most of the time I try to find a website for them mm-hmm. and I go to the contact section. Right. And if it's contact that's direct with them, like sometimes they put their own uh, email address on their website, like Zach Bornstein was right. an example of that. Um, then it's like, great, because I could just talk to that person directly. Yes. If I have to go through people, yeah, ten times out of ten, I'm probably gonna get a no. Right. Like I say, yeah, that, if they're big then, enough like, to have their own people, mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. gonna, yeah. Like technically, uh, Jen Jamula and Allison Goldberg of Blogologues have people, but um, they're you know they're not they can't big time me either. Yeah. Because. Uh, they are they were still accessible because I still like emailed them yeah I still had their email so they couldn't be like well my people said no because like but I was talking to you but they have people and their people are there to set it up yeah and uh, I love them and they're great um, and then there's but but like I asked Scott Ackerman you and did? I asked uh, Aparna Nancharla but yeah. I had to ask their people. Right, right, right. I couldn't ask them directly. Oh, man, Scott Ackerman, if he got on, I would die. I understand. I would, too. I understand why he can't, because he's doing a million podcasts, and he just, I'm just in that place where like, yeah. he, he has to say no to stuff, and I have someone he's going to have to put in that category, and I get that. Um, and, you know, I, so I asked his people, and they are just like, he's just super busy, and I was like, I totally understand. And the yeah. same with Aparna. But, um... Actually, that was one where you could, I think I, it was just through her website. Right. It wasn't like her Gmail account. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so like, that's the sort of downside is like, well, I can't get Andy Richter as much as I'd love to, because he's just going to be outside of what I can get. But if I can build to a point where I can get people like that, yeah. like, that's kind of the goal right now. And that's, but that's how I ask people. I just try to ask them directly. Totally. Okay, cool. Also, like, I think you have to kind of fake it till you make it yeah. i don't know you've been doing this two years and we're on episode 100 but just act like you're a big time you know like a uh, judd apatow he acted like he was a big time and yeah. all of a sudden he had gary shandler on his little radio show or whatever. yeah yeah At- shandling and seinfeld and jay leno oh gary shandling sorry i said chandler i think oh well, that's shandling. just because you're watching friends and you're thinking chandler being and that's fair it's because i'm living friends i live in new york now <laughs> But, so, yeah, you're right. I mean, like, he was in, for people who don't know, Judd Apatow was just doing his high school radio yeah. program, and he asked them, uh, those those big names, if, uh, and they weren't, like, doing Seinfeld at the time. Right, <laughs> the Tonight Show at the time, but they were on names. TV. Oh, yeah. And they, they were people that you could see on talk shows, and um, they he just, he never, he just gave them the actual call letters for the station but he didn't say it's a high school station and that's 
part of the reason why I wanted a professional to do the logo and I wanted a professional looking website because, you know, again, thanks to James, I mean, uh, uh, Jeff Prater on that. It's Jeffrey James Prater, but uh, but thanks to James Jeff, <laughs> but thanks to him for doing that because it looks professional, and that's mm-hmm. what got uh, that's what got. Um, yeah, guests can take a quick look; they can Google there it is, and it looks right. Legit. Yeah, the, Jimmy Corain said yes because yeah. of that. You know. Yeah, totally. Okay, um, so speaking of guests, all that stuff, without taking mm-hmm. away from the awesomeness of all the guests that you've had, because you've had some really mm-hmm. awesome guests, mm-hmm. who would be. I mean, and you've already mentioned a couple, but see if you can narrow it down to one, two, or three. Who would be a dream guest? Oh, a dream guest. Like, a dream guest that's attainable, or dream guest just... Um, I'm gonna say, like, of all time. Like, who would you... They have to be alive, I would say. Uh-huh. So, attainable in that sense. Uh-huh. Um, but yes, a, a dream guest. You're walking down the street, you run into this person, you, uh-huh. uh, you help them find their lost child, and they're so grateful... <laughs> That they want to. Um, so this person also has to have a child. <laughs> in this scenario. Um, Conan O'Brien, definitely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking this yesterday, like, Eddie Murphy would be really cool. Yeah. But it'd be ridiculous because he never does interviews. Right, and then, yeah, So it's I like, know. why, if, what if it was just me? And he just said yes to mm-hmm. me. Chris Rock is obviously up there. But um, I think Lin-Manuel's got to be a top three. And um, Tina Fey's got to be a top three, but there's also like Colbert and Jimmy Fallon mm-hmm. and. And I you asked know, you to Lauren name Michaels. one, two, or three, and here we are. I know, eight. Okay. like there's no way to not. <laughs> so, so here's, so maybe this will help you narrow down. Are there any burning questions that you would like to Ooh, ask any of good. those people? Like, oh man, Lin Manuel, I just want to know how you blank. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Fallon, what happened when you blanked? You mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. any 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 questions that gosh, you just would love to get answered on your podcast, and it'd just be so cool to have them on, so you could talk about this thing with them. Well, there are a million things that I would ask uh, Conan, and yeah. one of them is because I recently heard him say in an interview that he um, used to think or used to believe that if you just work hard, then everything else will work out. Yeah, and he's and, come um, to realize nice. that that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and of course, he has that famous quote that's on our wall. Yep. You know, if you if you work hard and you're kind, then amazing things will happen. Yep. And I don't think his recent statement contradicts that, but I would like to like hear more about that. Yeah, how he's that. changed or developed that mm-hmm. thought. I was actually really disappointed in the fact that the person who wrote it didn't ask, didn't follow up on that because it was like I mean, he just like a huge thing. moved on. Also, it's like, like huh? oh, it's like. <laughs> That is, I mean, I, I still love it, and I, and I honestly yeah. still do believe it. Me Work too. hard and be kind, and amazing things will happen. But it is, it, like, listening to myself say it, I sound, like, extremely hopeful. <laughs> like, like yeah. very positive, an extremely optimistic person, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you know, it's hard work is hard work, but if you think For everything's sure. going to work out, it's like, oof, okay. Well, it's just like... You do not know what life is. And, but that's exactly what I want to talk to him yeah, about, totally, it, you totally. know? Because I, I just want to know... Like, he might still say, no, no, amazing things will happen. Yeah. But it doesn't mean everything is going to work out to your favor. Yeah. And that's true. Mm-hmm. But I, I just want to hear him talk about that. There are probably a million things. I'd, I have, a, I think, somewhere a list of questions I'd ask John Mayer. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I bet you do. Um, Questlove, I'd probably have a bunch of questions for him. But um, I, nothing on... 
specific. Yeah. Lorne Michaels would be the other where it's like, here are some specific questions that I know I have. Also, you would have such good questions about Lorne Michaels because, not in a creepy way, but you know a lot about him. You know, <laughs> a, I, just a lot. Like, as well, much the, as you can yeah. know about a person. And the know? good interviewers, it's they know a lot about the subject because they can... It's almost like having a second hand. Right. Because they know... It's just like, what, you know, you just ask that question. It's because you know me well enough that yeah. you can sort of get into that. Yep. Um, so, you know, that's... Yeah, that would be a good... Those are probably top three, but it'd be hard to, like... Narrow it down. Yeah. I know. Uh, yeah. That... Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Um, let's see. Next question. <laughs> Let me look at my notes. All right. Is the format of the podcast what you envisioned it would be and how has the format changed just the episode format you know each episode like how has it changed over a hundred episodes um that's a good question at all it's changed i think at first in my mind before i even posted any episodes i was thinking it would just be how do you do this specific skill and now let's do that skill let's exemplify that specific skill yeah but what I didn't account for are the sort of discussions where it kind of goes on this happy little trail away from just talking about skill. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there are just so many. Half of the episodes probably are like that, where we just start talking about stuff. We yeah. start talking about life. We start talking about the career goals, life goals balance. And you can't really do like a skill-based thing at the end of like let's create something together yeah because if you if you've never listened to jason's podcast before first you've of all get 99 it together. to catch up second of all at the end of every podcast at least initially and now it's like you say it has evolved mm-hmm. he would create something with the guest mm-hmm. at, like whether it's a joke or advice for how to you know uh go about something yes yep so, or just an improv game okay so yeah exactly so that's changed what else mm-hmm. has changed Hmm. The amount of episodes. No. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Every week the number changes. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking too. I was like, you have ninety nine episodes to catch up on. If someone listened to one episode a day, it would still take them just over three months to mm-hmm. listen to every episode, mm-hmm. and that's kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, I would say another way it changed was. Um, I I want to say who I can get. Yeah, in a I way. agree. Just because also, living like, here, there's totally. So many I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have necessarily come across Liz Mealy to yeah. have her on, and she was a great guest. Totally, and also just like I don't. I I think back to the first few days when you barely had a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like you had it, but you didn't have any guests yet, or maybe you had two guests. I just think it's amazing that you were able to book these people, and you don't really have anything to show for it. You know? Yeah, that was. I thought that yeah. was. I don't know. That's impressive. Yeah, Tess Rafferty, I did not know. So, like, first four episodes, I knew three of the guests. Mm-hmm. You know, like, well, the Reformed Horrors are two of themselves. But first episode was Tess Rafferty, and I didn't know her personally. We were friends on Facebook right. at one point, but um, weren't anymore by the time I asked her to be on. And she, you know, still just said yes. And, it, you know, had no reason to. Yeah. <laughs> and then and Corey Cavan and Kayla Milady and the Reformed Tours, I knew. So that was like, you know, That's a, how it works a benefit. Yeah. But like that first year, 
that was when I had Jimmy Corain and yeah. Aiden Mary and all these people who are like names. Totally. Yep. Uh, Susan Messing. Like this is all these people. It's like, why would they say yes? Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. But That's they did. Cool. Nice baby. Um. Okay. What are some of the biggest lessons you have learned from producing this podcast and my follow-up question to this is what are lessons you have learned from guests that have been on so that's a different question so first of all what are what are lessons you have learned just by producing this podcast i didn't know how to post podcasts i didn't know how it worked at all (laughs) yeah yeah and i just did research and i found out so that was one thing i've learned a little bit more about analytics but not a lot um Google Analytics. Yeah, and I knew how to like edit audio and stuff, but um, you know, I've I've learned a little bit more about tweaking things, just as far as like tweaking the levels yeah. in a poor man's way. Yeah. Um, that's the thing is like getting crafty. Yep. That's what I've probably learned the most is, in in producing it is getting crafty because when I worked in radio, it was easy to just, it was like a studio level equipment that right. I was working with and program full programs it wasn't like the thing you download for free what is this called that you use this one is studio one okay. um it's cool it is a good program i like it a lot and they all as far as the editing is concerned are pretty similar mm-hmm. this was free and so it doesn't have nice. a lot of the effects and things but like my last radio job had all the bells and whistles right so there's just a difference in that regard. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Um, and another big lesson, probably to chill a little bit. Like, I, I do in my head sometimes get like, well, I don't know who's going to be on next week or, or whatever. But um, I am a little bit more chill about it and, and yeah. than I used to be. So yeah. that was one thing that I think I learned. Uh, and then the other question was... Oh, the follow-up, like, that's what you've learned from producing the podcast. What have you learned? What are some of the biggest lessons you've learned from the people that you've interviewed and spoken with on the podcast? Like, any any nuggets that, that have stuck with you and you're like, wow. Um, yep. Yepity, yep, yep. Hmm. Um, I, I have one. What? This was recent, and so that's why I um, remember it. Mm-hmm. Erica. Mm-hmm. She was talking about how she just has a... <laughs> And also, this is, like, stupid. This is what stuck with me. I'm like, brilliant. But, but she was talking about just putting her character and sketch ideas in a Google sheet. Yeah, that was like, smart. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Why don't I not do that, you know? <laughs> um, and I'm trying to think of others, but there have been some guests, and they tend to be female. Just, I don't know why. I, I mean, the guy guests you've had have been great, but, like, the females are the ones that I, like... I don't know. I'm like, oh, if this woman can do it, so can I, you know? You know, honestly, that's, that's great. I that's I'm really very happy. I'm very touched to hear that because I on the sly was trying to be very, very cautious not cautious but like intentional about having women on yeah. in comedy because there's so many people who are like like the worst question in the world is like what's it like to be a woman in comedy? Well, they've been around for decades, so probably no different really when it comes to doing comedy. But the fact that you're asking the question means that I guess your women thing. are treated a little yes. shittier, yeah. <laughs> you know. So there's that. But um, I didn't want to have that. I, I wanted to just women are just normal, and isn't that sad that we have to treat <laughs> women as women normal? Women are amazing. Well, yeah, queens. Yeah. 
Oh, I see what you're... I don't mean it like... No, I know. I know. <laughs> women are basic. I just mean people treat women in comedy like it's a novelty and it's just normal because they've yeah. been doing it since the dawn but, like, of comedy. I, I love the novelty. <laughs> no, I know what well, you like, mean. And, and also like producing a, an improv show, I mean a, a, a stand-up open mic so many times when a host, a guest host would come on and, and say right before the they brought a woman up say like, oh and hey guys the next, next comic yeah. is a girl, is a lady, yeah, right? Totally. And yeah. it's like, it's, so why can't it just be normal? I have normal? thoughts about that. Um, it should totally be normal. 100% it should be normal. Mm-hmm. But also sometimes when I've been introduced as a lady, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I feel special and I feel like people are more on my team, like, rooting for me. Oh, oh yeah, look, yeah. it's a lady, you know? Let's, <laughs> I think you that, know, they don't come out that, that often. That certainly Let's, happens so, here. So, like, yeah, I, that's not how it should be. I don't want special treatment, but it's nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I get that. I think for sure that, like, because women have gotten the shit in of the stick so much mm-hmm. that I, I feel like it's, um, it's kind of necessary for at least a little bit to, you know, treat women like the special guest who's here. Yeah. Um, and then we can level off to treating everyone good, yeah. just good, and not like one person getting Super treated better special, than the other, right? Shitty, yeah, right, totally. right. Like we just shouldn't be treating anyone bad. Yeah. Um, so it really touches me that that has resonated with you because I've that's one of the things I wanted from the podcast was like for women to have their voice heard in a way that was treated like you know yeah women are here and they're doing stuff that's nothing new right and and it and it resonate with people um but yeah there are a lot of women who said great things and you were talking about erica was there someone else you were about to mention um i guess like no not someone in particular but I just hear these women and they talk about their insecurities and it just makes mm. me feel like I'm not the only one who's feeling insecure. Mm. And the, the women guests that you've had are successful, you know, yeah. in, in comedy, yeah. mostly comedy that you've interviewed mm-hmm. and some other mm-hmm. things. Um, and so it's just, like, nice. And, like, you've heard, I, I, I hear that in all these, like, self-help books <laughs> that I'm reading. <laughs> Help me. No. <laughs> about, um... Help yourself. You, yeah, that's right. Um... <laughs> Just like everyone's faking it, no one knows what they're doing, right. you know. But it's nice to hear people talk about their insecurities. Not too much, like you don't want to indulge that, but like mm-hmm. just like everyone, you know, doubts themselves from time to time. Oh yeah, I don't know just if I've told you the himself. story of um, himself, herself, <laughs> of Chris Rock on Conan once, and Chris Rock was just like killing, just crushing, to the point where Conan was like, oh my gosh. And during the commercial break, he leaned into Chris Rock and said, like, you are crushing it. Yeah. Like, you are just killing it. You have them in the palm of your hands, stuff like that. And Chris Rock's response was just, yeah, I hope they don't find out. Yeah. You know, just like, hey, I'm just yeah. <laughs> I'm just throwing punches. Totally. And I hope something lands. And that's that was really encouraging. Um, to answer your question about things that have stood out for me, like particular guests, uh, suggestions or, or words right. of wisdom that have stood out pretty much everything dr andy rourke said yeah um that still and i mentioned this in the the two-year special uh keisha zoller talking about uh respecting my humanity that really really stuck with me in a big mm-hmm. way um there was something that will miles 
shared, and I forget the author that he was talking, that he was quoting, but this author was saying that in being more specific, you can be more relatable. Like the more specific you get, the more relatable yeah, it gets. Yeah, oh, I love that. Yeah, that was, that was so good. good. And um, I feel like there was something in the Greg Tavares episode uh, from the first year that uh, it's not coming to mind right now. Uh, there was a lot. I, I remember the episode with Jill Bernard. I had a show that night, and just that that whole conversation just leaving it just feeling so good yeah. and and encouraged yeah and uh Lindsay Cat yeah uh said a lot of great things and and that I really appreciated as well uh Megan Gray talking about the importance of diversity I think that is something talked a lot about but I think that she put it well when she was talking about like yes. how there's just evidence that people uh, people of color and women feel, and, and you know, of course, various people. Diversity isn't just two different groups of people. <laughs> There's a lot of different groups for diversity, but dogs. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, cat. No. <laughs> Except for Morris the cat, our bodega oh, cat. We do the love best. him. Right. If there are no cats, we wouldn't he have him. He comes when you call his name. It's a cat who, if you say, "Hey, Morris," he will come over to you. <laughs> And sit down like a very polite gentleman and look up at your face. And he's, he's so sweet and nice. we love him. Uh, and I'm allergic, but I still will pet him because yeah. I love him so much. And he is dirty, but because he's in a bodega. Yeah. But um, I really appreciated what Megan was saying about the importance of diversity and how people, you know, it, it does have an imp- a positive impact on them when they are represented. And yes. when they see other people. And, and she said that before... I had gone to see the diversity shows there a bunch. Like, yeah. I had seen a couple, but when I, like, after her saying that, I had been several times to Mixtape, which is um, a People of Color jam at Magnet, and it feels so good. Whether I'm on the show or I'm just sitting in the audience, it just feels so good. And I think that's something that some people who are in a bubble just don't get. And I really appreciated her expressing that. And um, what else? There's a lot that Sharna said that was great. There's a lot that Susan Messing said that was great. And I appreciated it. I really appreciated uh, the Reform Tours. Uh, they were super encouraging and, and, and kind as well. There's so many things. There are a lot. But those are the ones that stick out the most. Oh, and Toby. before Toby Morrell, before moving here, when I said you know, we're going to move here. And mm-hmm. he was like, what? why not? I mean, the worst that can happen is you're there for a little bit, you learn some things, and if it fails or whatever, then you come back home to a community, uh, the people that love you. Yes. Like, that's the worst that can happen. Right. So why wouldn't you try? I That gave me comfort knowing that if mm-hmm. I had to end up back in Greenville, I had people yeah. there who loved me and that yeah. I loved. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Great. I, that might be a question I should have sent you before so you could think about it but i also no, that's, wanted that's to good. keep it you know <laughs> um okay so what has been excuse me a common theme or common advice from guests throughout the podcast for example what mm-hmm. i'm talking about how i built this is an npr podcast that i really like mm-hmm. um and it seems to me that most guests 
they all have different stories. It's about their entrepreneurs and how they built their whatever, their right. business, their product, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they all have different stories and they all are really hard workers, but they all seem to mention luck. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, I did this and did this, and but just by chance, so and so walked through the door and funded my project. You know, mm-hmm. or I did this and I did this, and so and and just by chance, I uh, cured. You know, just like um, they all have, they all mention luck. Mm-hmm. So, is there something that as as you're interviewing all your different guests about, you know, what they do? Is there something that they commonly mention that maybe not every mm-hmm. single one, but that is a, a common, common theme? theme. Yeah. Mm-hmm, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, good question. And like maybe among the stand-ups, is there something like the stand-ups usually say? And I know you, you know, interview <laughs> the improvisers. The theme you know? for for stand-up comics has really been that they, um, it's the process that they tend to talk about is less about joke writing. And more about getting up on stage. Oh, yes, absolutely. They like, all say that over right. and over. Go, 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 go. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a muscle. It's almost... Because I really want to break down a joke or like the anatomy of a joke yeah. with them. And I really haven't been able to. Yeah. Because that part, they're just like, yeah, I just uh, said this. <laughs> you know, right. Or this just came to me. You know, like they... It's the That's been a hard egg to crack with, with uh, stand-ups about about that so that's been a common theme um improvisers it's probably one one theme is that a lot of the different theaters are not that different from one another yes no matter what anybody says there's not a whole lot of difference yeah um and to a certain degree i would feel i feel like uh no one has quite described anywhere <laughs> in the public forum that we all can hear uh the best way to define ucb's approach you know like like it's really just they're all creating something off the top of their head whether it's io or you know magnet yes. or ucb or whoever if they're doing improv they're creating it off the top of their head um but there's a particular brand of comedy maybe out of ucb or or approach to breaking open the comedy of a scene when you're working off the top of your head like that's the main thing but otherwise like everything else they say is generally the same principle right you know and not just yes and like the main thing they say is listen Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh let's see yeah i think amongst anybody regardless of their background or what they do for a living the common theme is go for it yeah totally and you can do it you can do it you yeah i did it you can do it yeah yeah i agree um great okay thank you (laughs) (laughs) moving along um so this is my last question before we get to um the intense talk the real talk the the absolute like like well, serious questions, episode. real stuff. <laughs> this is um, gonna be the final episode of the Narrative Podcast. I mean, it's gonna get tough. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm just warning you. But before we get to the tough portion, <laughs> um, last question: um, What is it that you are hoping your listeners gain by listening to the podcast? And I know that might differ from guest mm-hmm. to guest. Like, oh, I hope that when they listen to the Sharna episode, they gain this. I hope when they listen right. to the Andy Warhol episode, they gain this. But generally speaking, as a whole, what do you hope? that they might gain by listening to the There It Is podcast? 
another good question. Um, I want people to be equipped. Uh, remember that entrepreneur seminars we were going yeah. to, and there was one guy who said a lot of people in these sort of situations, when they're speaking to a crowd, they just motivate. Yes. And they, they get you real fired up, and then you leave, and you're all fired up, but then it dwindles because you don't know how still to do the thing you're trying yes, to do. Yes, absolutely. And so what I want to do is equip you. Yes. And that's the big thing, so, I think. I feel like you are working on equipping people who are interested in stand-up, people who are interested in improv, people who are interested in producing their own shows. A lot mm-hmm. of the people that you interview produce their own shows. Um, a lot of people you interview are, are working artists. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like some of the guests that you've had have helped people with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I think even outside of and I've said this a few times um, in the past, that even if you're not in the entertainment industry and don't want to be or aren't trying to perform or anything like that, you can still get something from this podcast because their episodes are someone, they might be talking about comedy, but what they're describing is a process, Mm -hmm. a process to go about doing something and accomplishing something. And you can follow that process regardless. And, And Dr. Andy Rourke's, um, his advice that's something anyone could take. Yeah. Uh, whether you're a comic or whether you're trying to open your own business or, yeah. or doing Etsy stuff, you know, like regardless. So, I mean, I definitely want to encourage people, and I think that comes through, but I want people to also be equipped. And, um, and if I, I, it's information. Uh, it's in, so informational, but, um, you know, equipping people isn't just, like, how this got made, but equipping people is also, like, thinking about self-care mm-hmm. and thinking about, like, your emotional or mental well-being, um, and that's where encouragement comes in. So it's all, like, just equipping people, and and that's what I want people to gain from Sweet. this. Cool, cool, cool. Um, all right, are you ready? It's going to yeah. get tough. Okay. 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 Sure. really turned from a... James Lipton type episode to a... I don't know who that is. <laughs> it's is inside it the actor's studio. Okay. Uh, he was on Conan a lot. Okay. Was he on Arrested Development? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was okay. a warrior. I'm there, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. <laughs> okay, so I'll start off easy. When are you going to allow people to start calling into the podcast? Mm, that would be a lot of fun. Wait, so the answer is no? Um, Never? When am I going to? Yeah. I don't even know how I would make it happen. It would be fun. Well, maybe you need to listen to a podcast where they provide you <laughs> with what you need. I would need... To be prepared to call in. I have to call everybody because I use Skype to interview. <sighs> Forget that question. Okay, fine. I told <laughs> you these would be, would be hard. In? Okay, for the name of the podcast, there it <laughs> no is. Does it refer to your penis or to the guest's penis? <laughs> Like, I don't know why you're laughing. It's always, it's always their penis. Okay. Um, why is it <laughs> that females make up the vast majority of your guests? Like, they're mostly females. Like, why do you keep booking females, like beautiful women? <laughs> and why do you always insist on Skype calls for those calls instead of, or like in person? Like, why mm. is it always women? Do you think that it's mostly women? I think. It's like Just way mostly half. women. Okay. Just over half. I think of it's the like ninety nine of the hundred episodes are women. 
Also, I'm a woman, so why do you always book women? I don't know what you mean by you're a woman, so why do I always book women? Honestly, are forget you, it. Are forget you mad? It. Yeah. About just, that? About you getting on? Just forget it. Well, listen, it's because I want some strange. <laughs> I'm just kidding, baby. It's over Skype. Next question. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Um, do you, you? So there it is. Podcasts has a girlfriend named Justina. Do you mm-hmm, think there there it is? Will ever um, propose to girlfriend mm-hmm. Justina Sparling? Mm-hmm. Okay. Not on the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, also in, I, at some point, yeah. Do you think that there it is would make a good husband as a podcast? And also, if Justina and there it is have babies, oh. what will they be? Oh, that's okay. This is good. These are good questions. So technically, today I'm boyfriend of the show, one and only ever boyfriend of the show. You're the one and only girlfriend of the show. Right. Several I'm just friends talking, of the yeah. show. Uh, w- you'd be wife of the show. Um, yeah, I would be wife of the show. Mm-hmm. And children of the show, babies of the show. Like, would they be like little walkie talkies? Like, what happens when a podcast I mean, I and a not. human being have sex and? Procreate. It gets it gets into some black mirror type shit. Well, <laughs> I guess we don't need to worry about it because there it is has not proposed yet. There it is hasn't, and I hope there it is doesn't, because there it is is a podcast. It's in tubes, and I'm a person. A, a, me, myself, and I will propose. That's all I got, and what I did <laughs> is I went and found That's her, the- and I ain't no room to cry. I turn around, and I'm gonna be my own man. She just okay. dropped into her mantra that she does. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, uh, we asked about the penis, we asked about the females, mm-hmm. we asked about. That was a very mm-hmm. comedy bang bang question, mm-hmm. if you ask me. Yeah. Ooh, I'll take that as a, a compliment. Penis, a penis reference of any kind. Is, okay, great. I feel like. Listen, when you. Scott Ackerman talks about dick so much mm-hmm. that Bono drew a dick when they met him, when they interviewed you two. He gave him a picture that Bono gave Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott a picture of a penis that of he had drawn. a penis. Did he that, sign that it? He had, and he signed it. Oh my god, beautiful! That's how much he talks about. That's so, so. funny. Um, I, I, I actually, uh, the tough questions. It was short. I don't have that many. Oh anymore. okay. Yeah, you you survived. Um, everything's fine. I'm trying to think if there's any last tough questions that you need What's to be so asked. What's so funny is how often cursing happens on here when I don't do that in my stand up. Decidedly so. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say funny, haha, but like funny, yeah. It's odd. It's odd. Um, I don't even think you cuss that much. Well, I just said dick. And I said shitty a mm-hmm. few times. I said shitty too. And I just I don't said mind it. it. Um, you know, but what are you going to do? It's 2018. We have bigger things going on. Yeah, there are. That's bigger true. problems in the world. Um,. Uh, okay. Do you have great. another? Do you have a no. final tough question? No. Do you have one that you're trying to come up with? No, I'm having trying to come up with him, but I don't know how to do improv, so I can't. <laughs> okay. All right. So I think oh. in honor of mm-hmm. the original format of the podcast and what happens sometimes is we should create something. Yes, I'm down. Except? Oh no, I wasn't gonna say it except uh, at all. I'm saying I'm down. All right. He doesn't want to do it, folks. We're going to wrap it up. Wait. Thanks for tuning in to the 100th episode (laughs) of the There It Is podcast. My name is Justina Sparling. But what are we going to create? No, let's create something. (sighs) Sorry, folks. I'm being brought back in the podcast (laughs) by the guest of the podcast, and it looks like we're going to have to keep it going. (laughs) 
as if these episodes aren't already long enough. Well, listen, we're at almost 45 minutes here. All right, well, let's just pause until we hit 45. What? But it's going to be different because we're cutting out you sneezing, remember? Okay, we'll go a little longer. Forty-five minutes. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and create something. Yeah. I have a couple ideas, but like I think my ideas are boring. So mm-hmm. if you if there's something else that you want to create, let's go for it. So here's my idea. Okay, you tell me. Um, I think that it would be fun to create a type of improv show, but I think that might kill some of our listeners a little bit on the inside to have to listen to two improvisers talking about how to create an improv show, like a, a show format. Some people would know like about it. Like a podcast it. format or a live nope, show an format? an improv show. Like an impro- mm, improv mm. show. Um, like I said, an improv show. Well, I mean, a podcast can be an improv show. Okay, 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 okay. okay so a okay. live show that is improv. <laughs> yes, an improv <laughs> show. Um, and so that's one idea. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Another idea is like there's all these cool events yeah. in New York, you know, oh, yeah. like I had the idea for a Bob Ross paint along party yeah. with Bob Ross cocktails, mm-hmm. and lo and behold, it happened like the next day. Like as right. soon as you think of something, it happens. Someone's so, already done it. So I, yeah. I would like to do that here. Like think of an event like that. That's fun, but then it will happen, and then it will be over. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I mean, I, I still would like to do it. You know, like I mm-hmm. like. I thought of, like, the perfect birthday party for you that one year. Well, one friend who I have not had on the podcast, and maybe I should, I said something like that to her once before of, like, well, it's already been done, so maybe I shouldn't do it. And she said, no, um, no one's done it the way you have. Oh, totally. So yeah, yeah. And, like, it. so we went to that Bob Ross party, and mm-hmm. I'm like, and it was great. It was so much fun, but I was like, oh, I can do this differently. Oh, and You better. know, so and better. Um, but but I have ideas, is okay. what I'm saying, you know? Um, so, so those are the mm-hmm, couple. Anything mm-hmm. else that you might be interested in creating? Gosh. Well, I, I was almost wondering if you were going to ask what the future of the podcast was, what the plans were, <laughs> or, like, what my podcast plans were, if I had any other ideas there. So that's one thing we could do. All right, let's do that. We, we should do that. To. No, you said it. We're going to do it. Let's do it. I don't I'm have sorry. An I had the almost perfect interview, and I'm sorry that I didn't. So, Jason, tell me, what are your f- future plans for the podcast and just future podcast plans, you know, in general? I don't know. Great. <laughs> I'm glad we talked about that. Um, you know, in all honesty, I still have a podcast that I that Jeff has done. I have music for. I have a logo for. Yeah. Called Ignorant So and So. I still want to do that, honestly. Yes. But um, I I think I'm getting a little closer to doing that. Good. And. Uh, I'm wondering if there it is should become a seasonal thing, and so I do it for a certain amount of time, and then I switch over and do like another one. That might be good. A lot of Mm -hmm. podcasts do that. Yeah, totally. And I have a U2 one that I want to do as well. You talking you two to me to me you two. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I want to do. There's already something similar like it, but it's the worst name, and uh, they don't like U2. But um, I love you too. It's my favorite band. I want to get someone else who loves you too and loves you talking you two to me, and do a podcast called "You Talking You Talking You Two to Me to Me." Jesus Christ! And uh, I think that'd be great. But 
you know, you said Jesus Christ, like it wouldn't be. No, no, no. <laughs> Just the name is is insane. I love it, but like, yeah. holy moly. Yeah, and a, and I would do it differently. I haven't listened to that other one, but I heard that people just on that other one they they play the you talking you two to me episode in the background and they talk over it and that's not what I want to do. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense because that's what they do with the anyway. That's not how I'd produce it. So maybe that's that's something. Okay. Um. What was the second thing you mentioned creating? Uh. Uh. Well, there was a improv. A show and oh. a, an event, like Bob Ross Pink Long. I do want to actually create something. Okay, what's that? So let's do one of those. I'm sorry two. for sniffling. I'm sick. Oh, it's fine. She, she's not sick. I'm willing it not to happen. All um, right. <laughs> so you're not get sick. Thanks, babe. What would be the more fun, like an event thing? I just don't know about an event. I think so. Let's do a an improv. Show. All right. Buckle up, folks. <laughs> um, You're right that it could be kind of a boring thing to talk about, but a lot of shows do have, like, a theme. And I think um, we can have an ex- exciting theme. We have, we're in, we have an indie team. We have a ton of friends who are very talented. I want it to be just a you and me show. Oh, just a you and me show? Yeah. Oh, okay. Which we've done before. Mm-hmm. It was like brown bear and panda, and I dressed up as a panda, and you dressed up as yourself, which is a brown bear. <laughs> and it was good. It was interesting. Yeah. We had a cool format. We've that never done it again. Show. Yeah, but that was that was fun. Um, let's see. <laughs> what? I was laughing because you haven't brought, you didn't bring that panda suit with you up here i know and i was thinking how funny it would be if you wore it and then drove up like driving hit, in it mm-hmm. oh man that'd be so that'd be funny. so funny but i i've seen someone wearing a costume driving down the road that's before. funny it's like hilarious i would love to do that i gotta do it so that's the show it's uh, a driving improv show <laughs> so a two-person show so what are some interests that you have that are outside of improv music Acting is kind of in improv and kind of out doesn't of improv, count. but it doesn't count. Was he going to say it doesn't count, but when you said it, it doesn't, count. doesn't count. <laughs> um, so music, obviously there's a music thing. So I have this idea of like, it would be kind of cool, but I don't play enough instruments or, or, or any instrument well enough yeah. to do this. But it would be cool if there were instruments on stage, like a beat machine. Yeah. And a, or a guitar or both. Yeah. And you have people like you know it's a small team, a few people, but you um, and me. yeah. In this case, it would just be you and me. Where uh, when the show starts, we improvise music together. We play a song, but it's just like improvising, and then um, go into improv. Uh, like put the instruments down and do improv scenes, and then we we when it feels like it's time to edit a beat, we play music that sort of influences what's going to come next, but also sort of uh, uh, takes us from what we just saw. Uh, so, or even like when someone one person, or since it would just be the two of us, one person, but a team could do this too. Uh, when a scene is happening, another person could be playing an instrument, so it's like music yeah. for the scene or something like that. Yeah. I think that would be kind of neat yeah. to do. I've never said it out loud before, but it's just an idea that I've had. 
In my mind, it was always Lin Manuel that I did it with. But. <laughs> yes. Um. What about? What of that? Does any of that sound like something? I think that's good. I think I like it that you're mixing one of your outside interests with improv. I think that mm-hmm. what, that is what makes strong improv. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think if you mix acting with improv, it's just mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. much the same. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for me, languages are yeah. an interest. You love Spanish and, and you speak so Spanish. I have ideas. You know, and mm-hmm. Elaine, mm-hmm. our friend Elaine, she contacted mm-hmm. me the other day about an idea. Yeah, which I won't mention because that's our show, not your show. Right, right. Um <coughs> and. Yeah, so, so I mean, I, people have used um, foreign languages and improv before mm-hmm. in, in English-speaking theaters, and it's really cool, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do I like? I like, like, um, I like my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, like I like dogs. dogs. Oh, my gosh, dog prov. There's the, the pit. I went to one pet prov show at the pit, and it was good. Uh-huh. Um, but it's like the Bob Ross thing. Like, I have different ideas. You know, like, they didn't talk to the dog enough. They didn't use the dog oh, stuff enough, you know? It would be fun if it was, like, literally whatever this dog does is just what you... You just have... It's like yeah. they are always the other character in the scene. I can see it getting to it be a lot of... If the improviser's not talented, if I may. Just being a lot like... <laughs> Are you really looking at me like that? You know, because dogs just sit there and look at you, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. they don't... <laughs> the way I would imagine it is like the dog's saying something that we can't hear, but the other, the, the improviser on stage oh, can hear. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, like that kind of improv. Yeah. Um. So, you know, obviously dogs... We saw that in TJ and Dave. Yes, actually. yes, yes, yes. Um, and another show... I don't know. I don't think about this enough. I don't think about... <laughs> But there's always different kinds of improv shows. I think we would just have to think of it from the standpoint of what is it we want to... Like, what is our dynamic? And if we were to sort of define us... Yes, and so, like, and speaking of which, like, I would love to do a show with you, but I'm very afraid to because... No, no, honestly, because I don't want to be like, oh, look at the cute couple that's so in love doing improv together. Like, (laughs) it makes me want to throw up, you know? I would hate to watch that. You know, I I want to do improv with you, but I don't want people to be like, ugh, sappy, gross. Yeah, I think... I haven't seen a lot of couples do improv, like, duos together, but... Yeah. um, Maybe we could just, you know... Here's an idea, and it's, like, so sappy mm-hmm. you're just gonna throw up but we could call it double date and we we could just do improv oh, yeah. with another couple every show another that like, would be fun a, a couple I, of any yeah, variety that would be fun. you know like a gay couple a mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know a straight, a straight couple, couple a, a another another interracial interracial couple. yeah um it could be but not another black man or white woman i am right, the, we're the only ones right and could be two uh seventh graders and we're yeah. like chaperoning it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they also do improv. Yeah. It, but I think it's also like, I, I already see that it won't work because I can see people like, oh, I'd love to watch this show of two happy couples and I'm single well, and alone forever. Yeah, definitely want to go check out Double Date, you know? <laughs> well, I so, think it's a funny idea. I think. Unless, like, unless the, the theme was like they're fighting. And like, you know, <laughs> every show we're having a there's it's a fight. Well, like or a disastrous double date. Like maybe there's a scenario like mm-hmm. something goes wrong on the double date. Yeah, know? I mean, obviously to make a good show, it'd Excuse have me. to be beyond like the theme would have to have nothing to do with our love for each other. Oh yeah, like the name yeah. or the aesthetic can be right. But um, you know, you look at uh, Henry and Mari. 
Totally, yeah. They do They're amazing like the work. And it's, yeah. You know, it's not because, like, their shows aren't because they are a married couple. But when we saw them, I turned to you and said, I want to do this with you. I yeah. I do something like that. And I you. turned to you and I said, shut up and watch the damn show. Yeah. And I had my phone out, too, and she, she was already angry at me. <laughs> we actually stormed out of that show. I stormed out. You ran after me. Mm-hmm. It was really disruptive to Henry and Mari's yeah. show. They don't talk to us anymore. They were they? guests on the podcast. Yeah, they were. Uh, and I'm, we're making this <laughs> mm. um, well, Except for... it's. It became lies after I said... Uh, that we, I turned to her and said, we wanted to, I want to do this with her. Yeah. Anyway. Um, 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 um. Well, that's all I have. Yeah, I think I, think I can wrap it up. Um, so, thanks for joining me on the, on the podcast. Yes. I'm not saying that yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, about our guest. <laughs> he doesn't know how to be a damn guest. I'm just kidding. I know. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for producing this podcast and for being the guest on the podcast today. And thanks for letting me host. Well, thank you for wanting to host and doing this. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Alrighty. Um, have a great week. Be good to each other, as Jason says. And... Oh, is that funny? <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> what? Nothing. It's just what? <laughs> be good to each other, as Jason says, and... <laughs> and <just> funny. <sighs> Alright, baby. We done? Yeah, but you have to say it. What do I gotta say? You gotta say, um, if you want to follow the podcast. Okay, okay. And uh, the the website Um, and. uh, All right. Um. Thanks for joining us. Be good to each other. Why are you laughing? Because that's the last thing I say. I say, (laughs) go to website, go to Facebook and Twitter. (sighs) And. (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. Fun episode next week. Until next time, be good to each other. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the podcast with Jason as the guest. (laughs) Yes, baby. Thank you for having me. Um. Again. If you want to know more about this podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at There It Is, right, babe? There It Is Pod? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is it? There It Is Pod. At There It Is Pod. And then go to thereitispod.com. Is the Twitter handle There It Is Pod? At There It Is Pod. At There It Is Pod. Follow us on Instagram, I think. Nope. Mm-mm. At Jason Farpix. At Jason Farpix. And you can mail us postcards at. I'm just kidding, I'm not going to give our address up. <laughs> and, um. You can follow Jason in person by walking directly behind him and going to the place that he is going to. So that's it, folks. Be good to each other. Sorry, I just have to mention that, and I'm not, I mean, I am sorry for the way I sound in the credits. <laughs> there it is, podcast is produced by Jason Farm. I hate my voice every time the credits start to roll. And we have to re-record it at some point, because that was me two years ago, and I guess that I was 11, <laughs> that, ten year, tw- two years ago. Remember when we 
record re-recorded it and eight didn't million like it. times yeah <laughs> no in a separate year oh we did are you sure because you you wanted me to re-record it for you and then you listen to it back and you're like it's no different you're so mad that it sounds so we're gonna have to scratch this whole episode if no. i sound like no okay <laughs> fine you're doing great all right be good to each other <laughs> Music for the theme was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced and usually hosted by Jason Farr.